Welcome, cycling fans. I hope you've been enjoying all the amazing guests that I've been bringing you on the podcast to date. And before we get started, I want to share with you an amazing way that you can coach with me this winter. So if you've been liking all my coaching segments, you're going to love this program. So it's my 16-week online winter road cycling training program. Say that 10 times fast. So I've been doing this program for over 15 years. It's been usually local, but now it's online, which is even more amazing because I can impact more cyclists this way than in studio. The way it works is you're going to learn valuable cycling skills, such as, have you ever asked yourself, first of all, how can I become a smoother, create a more smooth pedal stroke? Like, what are the four quadrants all these people have been talking about? And how can I get stronger on the hills? So here's the thing. It really comes down to the fundamentals and the basics skills of cycling, which when you get on your bike, you have nothing, you know nothing about. Now this is, that, and that's what I'm gonna drill into you over 16 weeks. So when you finish, you are gonna know how to create a smooth pedal stroke and be more efficient. You're gonna be climbing hills with much better technique. You're gonna be building your sprint base and your endurance base is gonna be much stronger. Now I have a special code for you. It's podcast in all uppercase to get $50 off either the VIP or the basic program. Now go to this website to check out what the differences are. Uh, basically the VIP is a much greater coaching program. So if you want more personalized coaching, goal setting, and we have a reported five to 20% increase in fitness. Can you imagine starting your spring with that kind of increase based on last year? So it's 16wkroadcycling.ca. So that's 16wkroadcycling.ca and use the code podcast to get $50 off. And if you have questions, just email me. I love to answer them. And I hope and look forward to coaching you to become better on the bike. I hope you enjoy the next episode. Have an amazing day. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daewoo, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew. And I am like out of my mind excited to bring my friend, Monalee Keller to the podcast because not only do we go way back to Ottawa when, um, <laughs> she's just reminding me because like I'm getting old and I can't remember things, <laughs> but we, she was a mountain bike racer and, and I hired her to be a spin instructor in my spinning studio called Cycle Fit. Now, Cycle Fit was around from 2001 to 2009. And we also both adventure raced at that time. So short course, long course. I don't know how long you did yours, uh, Mona Lee, but anyways, we go back 20 years. And, and I, I've been bugging her to come on. <laughs> this podcast because I'm just like I have to talk because and the reason why and not only because we know each other and we have cycling um together but she is also a serious online swift race chick like <laughs> she and I was just like blown away because I just got into swift this year and I love racing and I'm just like, anyway, so Mona Lee 
She's a mom of three girls. She's a mountain bike racer. She's a road, she's a new road racer of this year, which I can't believe. Um, and uh, she's work, she works for Microsoft and she's in Washington. She's so far away from me now, but like Mona Lee, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Sylvie. I'm super excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm going to pick your brain so bad because, um, so like I was saying, we know each other from like 20 years ago. Okay. 15, maybe longer. And, uh, and I just, <laughs> so you could just give a little background on how you got started mountain biking and with the studio, just to give a little bit of <laughs> history. Cause like, uh, Cause I remember. Like, like I said, I'm getting old and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like... yeah, I think that I met you in Ottawa. And when I moved to um, Ottawa was when I first learned to ride a bike. And so I was really learning to ride a bike. And the reason Sylvie, I had to learn to ride a bike is because I wanted to do adventure racing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so at the time I was a rock climber, I was into kayaking, I was a big, big hiker, like massive hiker, uh, but I did not ride bikes because I grew up riding horses. Um, so that's when I had to learn and that's why I learned to ride a bike. And so the time that I met you, I was just learning to ride um, and I got into spinning because I was like, well, I can get into shape while I'm learning the technique of riding a bike and so then I became a spin instructor and I was like hey can I work for you <laughs> and you said sure and you had no idea, no idea what you were getting into but yeah so at the time I was working at um at Nortel full-time I had graduated but this was like a side gig for me and really it was just to help me get to get my fitness my bike fitness to be um to be a bit better and so I got into into spinning and being a spin instructor <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, you know, I had amazing spin instructors and no, no doubt you're one of them because like our studio back in the day before it became like, um, you know, like disco balls and aerobics on bikes, we were a true cycling spin yeah. studio. Like you came to my studio to learn how to ride your butt, like ride and cycling skills and technique and um yeah like it doesn't well anyways There's i apologize for my that i used that i use today that i learned in spin seriously thank you yeah. thank you me too yeah. and i still teach those as a coach and it's yeah. funny because um you know mad dog athletics even though like you know johnny g they were all and they're all cyclists and they all taught like, it is funny, like pedal stroke and yep. breathing yep. and hill climbing and, you know, like transitioning and cadence and everything like came from there. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's funny. And it's funny how it's morphed. It's not funny how it's morphed, but anyways, so, so when, when did you leave and go to Seattle? Cause I was oh. like, goodness um it was 2008 okay so right before yeah. I left I yeah. closed the studio yeah 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 so, wow. two, so I got into so adventure racing led me to mountain biking I had to learn to mountain bike a, a little bit to adventure race and I was like this is freaking amazing I want to do this thing called mountain biking and then I got totally hooked and um, so then, as you know, I got really into mountain biking and raced for quite a bit. And I was doing the shorter races, the Canada Cups and stuff like that when I was <clears throat> living in Ottawa. <clears throat> but then when we moved to moved to Seattle, I decided um, I wanted to do the 24-hour solos. So I transitioned into doing really long endurance um, events and did um, I did 24-hour solos for several years. Um, went wow. to Australia. Yeah. Um, so I did worlds in Australia, worlds in California and worlds in Canada, um, three or oh four years. Like in a row. 24 hour worlds. Yeah, they do that. Seriously? <laughs> there's a, wow. Thing. There's enough crazy people that they have this thing and they call it worlds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I just did an eight hour, like, mm -hmm. and of course I've got the adventure racing background. Now tell me about a 24 hour solo. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. It'd be right just up your your strategy. It'd be right up your alley, right? Because it, it yeah, I think so. <laughs> right. It's 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 just about like pacing, and uh, for me, my strategy was ignore everyone, <laughs> which sounds like but it's serious it's kind of you have to do your own thing so a lot of people would go super super hot and you if you were to look at the results through the race and you were kind of watch the numbers you could see like at about midnight or like the first six hours of the race I'm probably in the last 25 percent like of the of the solo females in the list uh and then you come to midnight and I'm probably maybe now at the 50th percentile and then then I always say the race starts at 6 a.m you get to 6 a.m and I'm I'm then maybe eking towards the top 25 and like a lot of times it would be 6 a.m and they'd be like okay you're in 10th place or you're in 15th place like now is the time and I'm like this is race time right for me and you feel like you're racing but the reality is my lap times would be so consistent through the entire thing that even when I felt like I was racing at 6 a.m I was just going the same pace that I was going the day before but I just never dropped my pace but everyone else would drop their pace would go from their pace would drop by like 20 to 30 minutes a lap and I was just super consistent so then at the last six hours I'm just reeling people in like crazy and then you then you then you can finish in the top five right or the top 10 uh depending on the competition and and how deep it is but like um that was always my strategy was like do my own thing and ignore everybody else because otherwise my weakest link was my stomach and if my stomach blew up because I went out too hard then I was totally screwed and I knew that I wouldn't have a good finish in the race right like then you have to wait for your stomach to collect itself and you're going really slow um, in order for your stomach to recover. And sometimes your stomach doesn't recover. That would be a long race if you're like constantly like, mm. yeah, I know. And not only pacing, but your nutrition has to be yeah. seriously on par. Cause I found when I did that eight hour, like when I saw, I was like eight hours I'm like, yeah. and the laps and I'm like, I can do this. Like, yeah. Wow. And, but the thing is that I went, so it was eight hours. So I went out harder. Like I did two laps back to back and I'm like, okay, I'll see where I'm sitting. And then I stopped and I had some like whole food. And then I went out and I was just like a little, like five, 10 minutes slower and slower. And so I was like, I, I was going to go four laps, but I ended up getting fifth. And if I had been a little bit more well trained I could have gotten a sixth but yeah that was fun I'm like I felt totally and like just to be in your element of like fast downhills and just like yep. gravel and rah, and I was like Woo! you know and you're by yourself and you're just screaming yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like that's the best <laughs> but okay so um, let me just ask, did you sleep at all? No, you no. didn't. No, 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 not if you want to win, <laughs> not if you want to win. I love it. Yeah, that's right. I, and, uh, so, all right. So, well, I know you can, <laughs> but sometimes getting off the bike is way worse than, and you're just like, I don't want to stop. And that's kind of how I felt when I stopped to actually eat, I had to like crawl off my bike. I don't know if it's cause I'm 50 years old now, but <laughs> getting back on, I felt way better. So where did you go after your worlds? Like, um, cause that totally fascinating. Yeah. Well then, then I had kids. <laughs> oh, so. Say no more. <laughs> So that changes things a little. <laughs> did you did you continue kind of racing during the um, thing? Well, when I was pregnant, mostly I transitioned to running because I my belly, like I'm so small, as you know, I'm I'm five four, right? And I'm pretty small. So like I didn't have room after about especially in the last couple of months, there was no room for me and the belly and the bike and like to like focused. Um, and so I would, I would do some biking and do quite a bit of running. Um, I, I did some races in between kids, but I, it, it was just, it was like definitely just the shorter races, really just the local stuff. And it wasn't like, 
I don't know, we can call it racing or you can call it going out to ride with a bunch of cool people that are really fast, like especially when you're just not that competitive, you know, and you're just going out for fun. And um, I definitely was, you know, was doing that and remember doing one. <laughs> I remember doing one race that was 40 miles <clears throat> and it was a lot harder than I thought <clears throat> it was going to be. Ended up having to stop and nurse Maya. Um, my now um, seven-year-old in the middle of the race because it just took way longer than anticipated and I had to nurse and like I couldn't keep going. Um, yeah. So like, okay, get her ready for the next time I'm going to pull in and yeah, because yeah, it just took right. a longer than, than I anticipated. So it's, you know, that's more of a ride, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I kept definitely kept involved with the local races. And even now I'm still doing mostly local races. Cause again, like as a mom with young kids and then working full time, um, it's super hard to, to travel around to do what, what I used to be able to do. Um, but it's still a ton of fun and there's a really great communities here in Seattle and really good racing, um, opportunities just pretty locally within the state of Washington. It's, it's actually really, really amazing. So I'm really lucky with where we live now. Are the girls getting into cycling like mom? Yeah, they are. They all have their bikes and they all, they, it's so cute when we would do the, so when I got into road racing this summer, it was at like a specific raceways it's called. It's at like a car racing track. And so there's these little areas on the side where the girls could play and they, they bring their bikes. They always wanted to take their bikes. They would ride the entire time I was racing. So my races would be like 45 minutes to an hour and they'd ride the whole time and they'd just be so exhausted on the way home and we would stop and get them a treat. But it's, it was super cute. Um, they'd be, I could see them sometimes riding on the side when I'm racing. It was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Oh, I love that. I love when um, just, I'm trying to get my kids into cycling. My son is more into his mountain bike, which is cool. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, mommy, we should mountain bike. And one day I was like, Hey, I'm ready to mountain bike. He's like, no, I don't want to go with you. <laughs> I'm like, Aw. and my daughter is kind of like, oh, I'm not too sure. I'm like, okay. So, you know, yeah, you just don't press. It. Yeah. yeah. Give them the opportunity. And because whatever, I just want them to love what they're, whatever they do, whatever they decide that they want to do for their hobby. I don't care if it's knitting or if it's. <laughs> biking or if it's swimming or whatever I just want to I do want them to have something that they love and that's the main thing yeah transitioning when did you find Swift yes let's let's talk um, about this because yeah. honestly Monali you're like a huge role model to me <laughs> I just like I, I'm like wow that's super cool I mean especially to know someone who's at your level and I don't even know about this like levels and racing the competition side like online is absolutely yeah. crazy to me but I want to learn all about it from you so when did you find Swift um I think it was 2019 uh so I had a comfy trainer do you remember the comfy trainers I have one too for you yeah uh, you can actually hook up the comfy trainer to Swift, but it's not the best. Um, anyways, and I would just train in the garage by myself on the comfy trainer for hours in the winter, and it was really um, boring and hard. And I so I started after Zoe. Zoe's now uh, she'll be five in December. Um, I started getting back into biking, and I was like, yeah, I really want to get back into biking. It was just like super boring to be in the comfort trainer by myself all winter, but I hate riding outside, and especially on the road, doing road riding in the rain. And so my husband bought me a, um, a the Wahoo Kicker for my birthday, and he was like, well, this is the coolest new trainer. And, um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And oh, I guess you have to use this program called Zwift with the with the kicker like that's the the program the training program that goes with it <clears throat> and so I started looking into it and I was like it's just a whole new world it's like you riding with people there's rides that are organized all the time that you can join or you can just free ride and do your own thing too and you can choose from a bunch of different worlds and it's just so more advanced than the comfy trainer software and it was just like wow like this is amazing and so I started just riding 
And then I found this group of people, it's called BMTR, and they were just the most amazing group, like super welcoming group. And they were my first home in Zwift in terms of, of like groups to ride with, because they do these early morning rides that start at 510 my time, right? And I, 100 miles, and we they do these epic, like, and it was like perfect for me. I was like, this was made for me. <laughs> And they were really, really nice. Um, and they taught me a lot about uh, Zwift and I learned a ton and they would do these rides on Saturday that would be like a century that was paced ride. So everyone would ride the same pace and you could pretty much be guaranteed and it wasn't a race. And then on Sunday, everyone would race a longer race and we race. And so I would learn like a little bit about racing and that was my first entrance and they were called Fundos. Uh, and we still do them. I'm still part of the BMTR community and we do these fundos on Sunday and you can race the fundo. So we'd race against each other. We'd all ride hundred miles on Saturday. And then we'd race to some crazy like 60 mile thing or something on Sunday. And it was just awesome. And that was my first introduction to racing and on, uh, on Zwift. And it wasn't like one of the official races. It was just like this thing, but it was just like really fun. Um, and then I found out there was like, actual race races and I was like well that's kind of cool I want to try the race races um and I found this just this thing on Facebook about this girls team and I was like oh be cool to just join a girls community and I didn't know I was applying for a race team but I filled out the application <laughs> and then I found out it was a race team and I was like well that's cool like teach me what I'm doing um and I got in with a really great group of girls who taught me a ton about racing because I really didn't know anything about racing on Zwift and there's a lot to strategy and the, there's the, the techniques and a lot of things to learn about racing and Zwift and that's when I got into doing actual races and being on like a race team uh, and then it just went from there. Talk about this race team, because this isn't just a race team. Like if you follow Mona Lee on Swift, I don't even know if it's on Swift. Anyway, she showed me that, or I, if you, if you watch her on Instagram, she posts these fair, where they're actually televised. I think you were doing YouTube lives, right? You said I you had, stream, yeah, I stream my YouTube and they also, but they also do a thing of the whole race. Like they, yeah. they have announcers yeah. and they talk about riders yeah. Yeah. so this is like a official yeah. in virtual world like racing where you could pretend like you're out on a crit course yeah. of some sort somewhere so i was just like what yeah. so, anyway, so talk yeah. about that because i was like this is getting even better because yeah. <laughs> there's racing and then there's racing right yeah. So in the in Zwift racing, just in Zwift, you have different categories of rides and races, and they they it goes from A to to D, and then E is women only usually, but A is like you know four plus watts per kilogram, and then it goes down, and I don't remember the the, the exact jumps from A all the way through D, but you self select, and then it will tell you if you're being a sandbagger, but you self select into the right <laughs> category. And then you race against people who are kind of at your same level. So it's pushing you to get better what I um, love. at your same, at your level, right? Which is kind of yeah. the same as if you were thinking about cat four, cat three, right? When you're outside um, doing road racing, uh, or if you're in mountain biking, you're doing like open, whatever you're choosing, you're choosing the right category and, and they put, they put you in the right category based off of your performance and results. It's the same in Zwift. Um, and so with Zwift, now they also um, started something called a premier league, and that is um, a selective league. And it's like the top racers from all around the world. And then they have a set of teams and there's 10 to 12 teams that will compete um, uh, each, each season. Um, men uh, against men and women against women, they do it for men and women. Uh, and so they all have 10 women's teams, 10, 10 men's team. And you have to earn your spot. Traditionally, the team has to earn their spot in the Premier League. Um, and it's basically the best. They want the best racing, the best, right? And it's all around the world, people from all around the world, teams from all around the world. Um, and so the cool thing is you're getting to race. I mean, cool thing about Zwift, no matter what category you race in, is you are getting to race people from all around the world. So you're getting to push yourself in ways that maybe you, you wouldn't be able to get to do in your own backyard, right? 
Um, so with Premier, they do they do this, and this is the one that where they do um, they have announcers and they they televise it and it's broadcast. And then a lot of the racers who race like me will do a YouTube stream of their own of them own self racing. And part of it is like to help um, the race organizers see the setup and part of it's like validation um, and part of it is just for the team and and to have it out there um, and so that you can learn from your mistakes so I like to go back and look <laughs> at some of my things and see oh, oh yeah that's where I did that thing and I should probably not do that again um, <laughs> and, and you can learn from other people which is really useful too like watching if they've done it I always if I have time, I like to see somebody else race the course that we're going to race so I can learn. And so you can go to YouTube and search for like that and find somebody who's raced it before and you really get to pick up a couple of tips and tricks on the race course. Like, oh, that's the corner where you start the sprint. Um, just even being prepared for the finish is is super helpful. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they have this Premier League. It is kind of like you have to have a certain type of trainer, only certain type of trainers are accepted. You have to dual record. What's so you that have trainer? trainer? So what's that? What's a trainer? What's a trainer? What what type of trainer? Oh, what types? Oh, I don't remember. I'd have to oh, dig okay. it. Out. But I know, like, I have the kicker and like this. There's the stages. There's okay. So Wahoo. Wahoo is one of them. I think there's Neos. A tax tax has some that are in there. Um, Saras has some that are in there for sure. I don't know the whole list, but they have a list of them. And then you have to have something else to double check your power. And so I have pedals, it's either pedals or cranks. Um, and so you dual record. So one, your trainer is connected to the game and then your pedals would be connected to your Garmin and you'd be recording on your Garmin the power the same time the game is recording the power. And you have to upload it so they check the data against itself to make sure that everything is legit. Um, you have to have a heart rate monitor that is reading correctly during the race. They use that as validation. There was one race where my heart rate monitor disconnected because Bluetooth is amazing. And I had to stop, physically stop and like reconnect it and repair it in order to keep racing or else I would have been disqualified. So they're very like it's, but it's just, this is all about <laughs> fairness, right? Um, it's like having a mechanical. It is. It really is. That's how they, that's how they think about it. And it's actually yeah. kind of, you think about it in that way, you're like, it gets, well, that's fair. And it sucks when it happens. Like it sucks when you're the one that gets a mechanical, but it happens. Uh, yeah. Flat tires are crappy, but that's yeah. part of the thing. It happens. Yeah. And, um, and then the other thing you have to do like a video weigh-in um, that you upload to make sure, because a lot of Zwift is based off of watts per kilogram. And so your mm -hmm. weight really does matter. Um, so you have to prove, you know, have a video showing that you weigh what you say that you weigh in the game, just again, to make sure everyone's being fair, because, you know, you, you're not showing up physically somewhere and racing mm -hmm. against each other. You're, it's all online electronics. So they do as many things as they can um, to make sure that everybody's being fair and that it's a fair, uh, that it's a fair competition, which I think is really I think it's really good. It is tough. Like it's a lot of data um, and a lot to do, like, especially because the races are in the middle of the workday. <laughs> um, so I'm always running around like a crazy person for um, for a little while around the race to make sure I've got everything, you know, sorted out. Um, but it's but I think wow. it's, it makes sense that they do it at the level that they're racing and in the top teams mm -hmm. can make money. So it's there's prize money involved and um, and I think it, it it's it's fair. So, how would one navigate getting to that level? Is <laughs> what I'd like to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but so you ended up just by happenstance, like to apply, like find this uh -huh. Facebook page, apply, and then you're like, whoa, I'm in this whole no, new world. I wasn't immediately in the Premier League. So I was on this team and that's how it generally starts. There's a lot of teams like the team I'm on now has, they will have, they would have women racing at all, all levels. They have D racers, C racers, B racers, A racers, and then the Premier League racers, which can be separate from A because the Premier League is kind of like the top, the top A's and not all A's want to do the Premier League. Because like I said, there's a lot of, um, Kind of some stress around the races right so more stress than just showing up and clipping in your yeah. pedals and going 
Um, and so like you would be, be join at that team like that, figure out where you are now. Like, are you a B, are you an A, are you a top A? And then get to the point of like, okay, well, if you're one of the top A's, then you, you know, you can always, or you can ask, or you will be asked um, to, to, if you want to do the Premier League team to join it um, and do the Premier League, you also have to do like a, a verification test where you basically have a, um, a video recording device. I used my iPad set up that mm -hmm. records you from behind you, your trainer, your bike, and the bike screen. And then I use like OBS to show also the Zwift in-app game. And you go through a series of tests. So then they want to see you calibrating your bike, your trainer, and then you do like a one minute, no, it, it, yeah, I think it starts. Yeah, it's like a one minute power and then a two minute power, I don't know, a seven minute power and a 20 minute power and then a 15 second power or something like that in this test. And so you show them this and they're watching you do it on screen um, right. as, as data um, and validation that they use. So like, for example, if I showed up to a race and I did 50% more than my 20 minute test in the 20 minute window, they'd be like, uh, Monolay, <laughs> what's going yeah. on? Right, because they use it as a source for data validation. And then also we have to submit outdoor files. So I have a bunch of outdoor data that I have to send in um, that I had to send in to them to so that they have the data. So if they ever question a performance from me, they have all this data that they then go look at and say, okay, it's is this like was this performance in line with her past performances? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. um, and so they use all that data. So to get like it is a bit of work once you decide wow. that you do this, that yeah, you have to do. And it again, it's all about fairness and all of that good stuff. It's kind of think about it in the same way as like. Well, you get seated at a UCI race based off of how your previous performance is, and they use that data to determine where you should start. That's Great. kind of like, um, it's kind of similar. Like they use the data to determine like, because people can cheat. Um, you could potentially cheat, I think, in different ways. And, um, you know, even just if you had your weight in um, as, as, as incorrectly, that would be a potential. Right. Uh, so is a lot of that stuff sort of like preliminary um uh like you have to do that to in order to get on there like this is like a one-time thing or you do do it you every do it season like that whole testing part the testing part is i think the tests are good for like six months to a year the outdoor okay. data is good for a year um, right. so like, I kind of have this spreadsheet that I use, so I know, oh, I should probably, I need to go out soon. I'll tell my coach, I need to go get another one minute number soon. And then mm -hmm. I'll go get it. Cause I'll see that my data is starting to, to get to change. Mm -hmm. Well, and plus if you go out and race for the summer, you're definitely going to come back a little bit fitter for the winter. So you're, yeah, yeah. but you, and you don't necessarily hit your your PRs when you're racing because you know it's yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So it's so a cool. bit of work to do. Um and it's all again in the name of fairness. And so I don't I don't mind doing it. Although I don't like the test. No one likes a test, but that's the whole point of a test. It's a test. It's miserable. <laughs> I remember doing one of those FTP tests and yeah. I only did it once but my Bluetooth or my connection stopped like halfway through. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I, but you know what I mean? But that's just like you yeah, said, yeah. it's like yeah. the connection, the, yeah. I don't know, it wouldn't start again. It, it dropped or whatever. I'm like, this is not fair or fun. Cause like, yeah. Wait till <laughs> I don't care about a ride, but like when you're starting to zone in on a test, like oh, you're, yeah. I start. I showed up at a premier race one time and my trainer, I actually had to get my trainer replaced after this. Like, I have no idea what happened. It's like the whole thing imploded and I was spinning and it was doing nothing. And I was like, I told the girls, like, I can't like my, my avatar is not even moving. Like, I can't. <laughs> oh yeah. Then that happens too. You're like, I'm just, I'm hello, done. Yeah. what's yeah. going on? Yeah. So actually, and that was my, my entire trainer blew up and I had to, I had to get a new one, but that was, that was not, that was the worst timing possible. It was like off the start line of a race. So yeah. when you have a race, I think you said you did them like what Tuesdays. 
They are, are they yeah, they were, they're going to be back to be Mondays, um, but they were on Tuesdays. Yeah. Mondays. Yeah, I know. Okay. Cause like, I was going to ask you now, cause I'm looking at like putting together my training schedule yeah. because last year I asked you about it and it was way too far into the season that I could even think about backtracking to doing some racing or getting into it. But now that the season's starting, Community this is whenever are Tuesdays. And so they, they do the premier league is like the, there's a premier premier and then oh, there's okay. community races and the community races are on Tuesdays and the premier one is on Monday. Okay. So I would start with the community, community. ones. Yeah. Yep. Right. And I remember you telling me how to get started, like doing the power swift power. Yeah. Zwift Power, it's called the app. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, so I have to do all that. I've got to get a proper trainer because I only have power pedals. I don't yeah. have. You can it for the community races. I think that's okay to not have um to not have both. Um, but for the premier, you definitely need to have both. Well, I think if I'm going to be serious, I should get something that actually gives me the hills. <laughs> Even though, <laughs> you know, I really like the 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 kicker climb um mm -hmm. because you you put your, your front fork on it and it goes up and down with the terrain and i love the variation because it uses different muscles i actually think it's really great oh um, good point mm -hmm. and then when I went outside last the first time i had the kicker and i was using the kicker climb then i went outside to mountain bike race in the winter and i was like i can climb hills and normally when i'm going from riding inside like to ride to racing outside i struggle on the hills a little bit at the beginning to just get my climbing legs back i say but right. it was, it's all just because you're using those different muscles and i already had them because i was on an incline climbing inside oh that's wicked i mean i felt a huge difference actually putting effort into serious training last winter when I went out and um like I did my first 100k in like May and that wouldn't have happened until like July yeah you know and and yeah. I felt okay after you know what I mean I was just yeah, like yeah. wow makes a this, big difference this stuff does work yeah <laughs> I mean, being the coach right I'm like yeah yeah <laughs> and seriously like the 100 milers I do it's like you're you're riding for four hours almost. It's like three hours and 45 minutes without stopping, without breaks, without stopping. No, there's no coasting. There's no stoplights. There's nothing to give you. And you don't get that kind of training outside. So when you go from yeah. that to doing an outdoor ride, your outdoor rides feel freaking easy because you get mm -hmm. the stoplights, you get the coast down the hills. Like it, it is all a very, like, it's like, this is easy riding outside. <laughs> I know when, so when I was talking to Molly, she's like, yeah, I lead these like hundred kilometer rides uh, Saturday morning. I start at five and I'm finished by nine. I was like, what? hundred miles, 160 miles. Yeah. hundred <laughs> yeah. miles in four hours. Yeah. I was like, Swift. Um, just a second here. I don't <laughs> think I've ever cycled that fast in like, and she's like, but the drafting, I'm like, that better be some damn good drafting <laughs> happening. Because really like, <laughs> if if I could go that fast, <laughs> for like 180 kilometers, I'd be like, yeah, not sitting here right now. No, <laughs> so so, I guess you're gearing up. Like I did see that you were doing some events over the summer. I think yep. you're you had did a couple events like is there do, do those go year round or do you take a break or do you just do a couple in the summer yeah I take a break I, I really this summer I might have done one or two and um and just because maybe it was crappy weather or something outside yeah. I don't know um but I really like took a major break this year starting in um in April really to be honest I, yeah, I took yeah. a break a bit early and it was and it was like because last year because of COVID there weren't a lot of race races in real life and so mm -hmm. I basically raced all through the summer on Zwift and I raced it it just my race season never stopped and I got a bit burnt out to be yeah. honest with you so it was really awesome to take 
the summer off of racing and um, like on Zwift and do other types of racing, like the road racing. Mm -hmm. Actually, this, this fall, I'm going to try cyclocross for the first time. I have no idea how to get back on my bike. Don't, don't talk about it. Oh yeah, right. No, I'm serious. I, no, I'm serious. I don't know how to remount. Like I can get back on my bike, but I, but I don't do the flying leapy thing that, but all the, oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yes. You're, yeah. That's something that's probably the only thing you need to practice and like how, how to pick up your bike and leap yeah. over those, yeah. those barricades. Right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, remount your bike. You're like, yeah. Yeah. But don't um, be surprised if you like knock yourself out because you hit your crotch so hard. <laughs> I, hope not. I hope not. Oh goodness. But yeah, I'm starting to get back into Zwift more because like even today it was like raining outside. So I don't want to, you know, it's pouring out. So I'll choose to ride inside versus outside, depending on the ride that I have to do. Um but yeah, I like taking the summer off has been awesome. So I'm actually excited to get back in race on Zwift now. And I will tell you that in April, I was just like, I don't want to see this thing. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I can, cause you were racing every weekend, weren't yeah, you? Every week, every week, every and, week. Yeah. And maybe sometimes more than once a week, right? Like I do the premier race and then I might do another race. Um, and so it's, it, it can be a lot. I like that just makes me tired listening to that. But because I know because I was just watching some of um, some of the ladies in our club who like we all kind of like there's a bunch of us who got really into it. But I just saw them like doing all this like grand fondos and like badges, like even on some yeah. of the the pa Facebook pages. I'm like, wow, that's so much that it's it's just a lot, not enough recovery time. Like it's just go 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 and um and then you just kind of watch ladies talk about being tired and burnt out and like i'm like mm. yeah you have to have sort of like like a plan yeah and um yeah and it can so get you know it can get to be a bit um consuming if you let it so i think having knowing what you want to do and what you want to get out yeah. of it is really important yeah because it can be like it's even a more consuming race calendar than like say a summer race calendar but you could race every day of the week you could race i know okay right like <laughs> yeah i know that's what i mean like if you don't control yourself you're yeah. like you could yeah have so yeah. are you would you say that a lot of the ladies that you race with like that is their thing like they race online and they don't necessarily ride bikes outside no, there's some uh, most of the most of the women ride outside um not all of them race outside but a lot of them do like a fair enough like uh, lauren stevens is one that she's like a okay. one of the say kind of um cycling gals and she she does both swift but she obviously races road road racing and there's lots of women that do like triathletes and stuff like that too that i that i know um from in real life that yeah. do really well in real life and they're also racing um inside so you have you have most people like like at least half of the people that do there's very very rare that you have somebody who only does swift there's only one or two women that i know that race in the premier league that don't really race um, or ride um, outside that much wow. in most, but most other, most other women do. Are There's they a, in like um, a, a location or environment that isn't conducive no. to cycling? Cause sometimes there are some, like, sometimes they get on swift. Like I've, I've just like, because they're in a place that is not, cycling friendly or they're just maybe so remote that no know, I think but. they just know found out about Zwift as their first introduction to cycling kind of like right you know that was their introduction and then they're really good at it and they're like oh this is cool um and I know one of the gals like she's learning to ride outside now like this summer she rode outside a few times um and that's really cool um but it's, you know, that's, that's more rare. It's more, it's more common that you at least ride outside, but not everybody who races in the Premier League races outside. Um, right. A fair number do, but not everyone. But there's, there are some teams like 2024 
um, has a team, has a road team in real life, obviously, and they have a Zwift team. Um, okay. And some of the gals that are uh, in real life are also doing Zwift, but not all of them. And not all the ones that are doing Zwift are doing the in real life team. Um, but they have they have some in both. In fact, this gal who's learning to ride is on that team. Um, she doesn't um, ride outside yet, um, but she's on the 2024 Zwift team. But she's not on their in real life team because she um, like she's learning how to ride a bike outside, right? Yeah. 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 Learning how to ride a bike and then learning how to race your bike is yeah. very yeah. different. And I'm sure you'll find that like, yeah. um, doing close quarter crits and, yeah. and things like that, that requires a lot of strategy and a lot of like, uh, I want to say guts, but in order to stay at the top, yeah. it's not like, you know, I know that there's strategy in Swift and you're explaining. Oh, it's different. Day. It's very different. I will oh, tell yeah. you that my road racing experience, because it was my first time road racing was the mm -hmm. summer. And like mountain biking is the same at the start. Everyone's all jammed in and it's a cluster, mm -hmm. but then it's, then it spreads out pretty quickly. Like in the first 10 minutes, you're out of the cluster and everyone's out of each other's handlebars. Um, with, with road, it, you're always in each other's handlebars, um, the whole race basically. Yeah. So it's, but it, it taught me a lot more about drafting, um, mm. and how to be a lot smarter because, and you know, with mountain biking, you're just going, you're doing your best the whole time. You're just full metal to the pedal, the whole freaking race as hard as you can go. Um, and with road, it's like, well, actually be as lazy as you can until it counts. <laughs> and while staying up front. Yeah, and you do the same, you like you try to do the same in Zwift, but I think that my drafting in Zwift is actually better now because I spent so much time this summer learning to draft, um, to be better at drafting on the road, like in the road right. races off the guys and, and, on, right. and off the gals. And so it's, it's because you get the real life feel for it. And then when you get in game, you're like, okay, now I know like adjust now. And because the game does simulate, does simulate outdoors a lot. So I think riding the road races this summer, um, I think at least I feel like it's going to make me a better Zwifter, which is interesting. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess you don't have to worry about cross wheeling in Swift. No, can. no. you kind of run people <laughs> over sometimes. It's weird. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so now you're getting geared up to start your season in Swift. Yeah. Well, I guess you're going to balance it off with cyclocross. Yeah. Because that's till November, I guess, depending on where you are. Um, now. How, so, and you're moving up to a higher league. Well, I will race again in the Premier League, yeah. You'll race again in the Premier yeah. League. Okay, so now for anyone who's getting into, into this racing, okay, I'm gonna talk about myself. <laughs> what are the steps? And we did talk about, like you mentioned, you do have to have the, well, sorry. If you're going into the Tuesday local races um, and you'd like to ideally, I guess, get started, I guess, in the lower category, which is maybe yeah. four, um, you need to heart rate monitor at least power pedals. Yeah. Um, is there and anything else that is I don't know if you need to have a Swift Power account. Um, but it's always, it's good to have one. Like I would just set one up because- Just to start with your, to get your, you like yeah. collect your data. But I think the biggest thing I would say is do join a team because- Okay, okay. It, so then how do you join a team? Yeah, so um, talk to people that you know and trust to see what is good. And so like my team that I'm on right now is awesome and they're really good people and they have a really deep team. Like I said, it goes, all levels are there. Um, mm -hmm. And it's AEO that it's Aeonian. That's AEO is short for the team name that I'm on. Um, but it's a really great group of girls. And the benefit of joining a good team and being part of a good community is you will learn so much. Like that's where you learn everything. Like I would not know half of the stuff that I know today if it wasn't for 
um, the girls on the team that I'm on. Like they are, they are smart, they're amazing. Uh, there's one girl on my team, she's just a brilliant Swift tactician. Like she's mm-hmm. outstanding. I learn from her every single race. Um, but just even just knowing the basics of like, where do I go to do this? Or like, what are the best races to go do? Like having mm-hmm. that community of people that you trust to pull from, which is not a Swift world, but like a subset of, it's really, really, I think helpful. And then having that community, which celebrates you and um, celebrates your accomplishments and picks you up when you're not feeling great. And it's just part of your family. Um, I think that's that's a really important part of the of racing too, from my perspective, is just having that family um, who's behind you, who's with you, no matter what. And right. like for me, like all the other stuff is kind of tactical, but I think being on a team where you feel good, um, where you feel like it's a good match for you, and it's very personal, um, is really important. I like that because I remember, I remember the first time we chatted um you showing me like this is a good series this is not a good series this is and yeah. I was like yeah. really and, and like how to remember f- that like you can't remember that but I just know because I know the competition because I've done certain races right but like ha- expecting you to know that as somebody new in how would you know right like yeah I wouldn't yeah yeah. But I am super excited because like last year, I I just found out all about that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is something that I would really like to engage myself in. And um, so now I know I'm going to be talking to you now <laughs> because I yeah. want you to hook me up. <laughs> um, and I know, honestly, Monalee, I want to be just like you yeah. in Swift World. <laughs> No, but I just, I'm like, and I know how I am racing. I'm just wondering how it'll translate into online. Like, yeah, I'm just really curious. I um, love that outlook. I think it's the, like the best. I'm kind of this, if you're curious, I think it's like the best way to go into it. Like, I'm super curious because every year you have different, there's going to be new people coming in and I had a bunch of different race experiences this summer and I'm curious, like, what is that going to translate? What's going to mm-hmm. translate? What's not? How my fitness is different. The shape of my fitness is different now than it was. Like, what does that mean? Um, yeah. I'm very curious. And I, I think when you go into it with that curious mindset, that it's, that that's the best because it's all about learning and nothing is mm-hmm. wrong or right. It's just learning. Like, it's like, okay, well that, I didn't work out so well. <laughs> I guess I learned no, exactly. Um, I had lots of those moments. Try something different. <laughs> um, but being curious, I think, helps keep the mind open for that. So I think that's really good. It's just like because um, I just feel because my it's funny because like if I look at my last ten years, which was like marriage, two kids, the studio, yeah. not the studio, figure competing um racing not racing and then I'm like and I look at like I just turned 50 so that's my next 10 years I'm like what is this gonna look like because I want to get back into some sort of competitive state and I'm like I've done the road racing and I'm like I'm not sure if I want to go back to that not because I'm just like (laughs) I want a different kind of pain yeah yeah. you know like road racing is painful if you're not trained and ready and and the category system here really sucks I'm sorry to say I wish it was cats like everywhere else in the world um but it's not it's um we got two female categories and that's it and I'm like I hate that um and then I tried that gravel race and I loved mountain biking because I love fast downhills. I love tactical stuff and coupled with the road, I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, where can I find more of this stuff? I've only done one. Right. And I came seventh out of like 30 and I was like, well, kind of like that like and so um so I'm gonna be looking for more stuff like that yeah 
um, next year. And so, but use it as an I, excuse to come here and then we'll do a gravel race together. Well, there was this, okay. So I just saw in, in Idaho, I, Idaho, Idaho yeah. I think it was, Idaho. There is this three-day stage gravel race. It just finished. I can't even remember. It's it's um Rush something. It's, oh yeah, uh, sh- Rebecca's. Um, you Rebecca right? No, yeah. is it Rebecca? Rush, Rebecca something. Yeah, Rush, yeah, I forget the name. Rebecca's private Idaho. Yeah, I totally yes. do that sometime. <laughs> so that would be a good in between totally. for both of us. Totally. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Yeah, I, like that's and that's like the craziness. And I've I've heard of some other tougher races that are around here. I'm just like, just, yeah, um, and challenging. I'm like, so so that's where I'm at. And um, and I think I really I like the way I trained last year. Like I did four to six hours a week. That's basically all I could pull out, mindset wise, like on the trainer. Mm-hmm. at specific trainings I do want to incorporate the racing twice a month because you know just for that extra tough push like extra yeah. extra tough push yeah. um and then see where my fitness is at because honestly as I'm 50 like I said I need more rest time like how old are you 44 okay so yeah wait in the next couple of years you'll start like uh, uh, you look at your skin Monalee, and you'll go like what is going on <laughs> so and I just have to be smart no, like I don't want to like I notice a difference when between my 20s and 30s I noticed a difference 30s and 40s I noticed well pre and post kids I noticed a difference I definitely expect I'll notice more differences as time goes on but I think knowing knowing your limits and knowing um mm-hmm. knowing that about yourself right like that's super important yeah because then so, you can train body versus against your body which is key yeah because I the one of my friends Patty Kunitz she's like heavy into like mountain biking and she's 65 and I'm like I want to be like her like just kicking it on world cup races mountain biking and cycle crossing I'm like so that's why it's just being smart like I'm not in it to wreck myself like you're gonna be smart because I want (laughs) myself to like survive till like I retire when I'm 60 so I can you know lay on a beach for 10 years yeah that's what we'll do (laughs) oh my gosh Miley so um, I don't know how to end this. Like I could keep talking about this, but I'm, I'm sure our listeners are kind of like, okay, <laughs> but so, um, I guess that's it. We have, you know, the racing, find yourself somebody that you trust, um, who does a lot of swifting and can navigate you into the online race world. I'm assuming. Yep. And there's a lot of opportunities out there and happy to answer any any questions. If you get any offline, you can shoot them to me. I'm happy to answer offline too. Well, I'll be connecting with you personally, but for everybody else, (laughs) (laughs) I will put um, her Facebook and her Instagram links here. Don't forget to follow her and follow myself. And I just want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. I hope you took some good takeaways because like this is, I don't know if you're as excited as we are about racing, but it's so cool to sit with another woman and just like, you know, just talk fun stuff, you know, not like, you know, our power to watt ratios and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, so uh, don't forget to um, go if you're if you're online. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and uh, just share this with somebody who maybe you know is getting into Swift or has been around. Um, anyways, I'm just glad I got you on here because I'm just like dying inside <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> I need you. I need you. I need you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mona Lee. I'm like over the moon excited about this. And um, 
anyways have a good evening everyone thank you thanks Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.